welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and actor writer Jasmine Waters. Welcome, Jasmine. Hi, girl. Hey. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We excited to have are you. so excited to have you. All right. Uh, today's movie, well, this m- month we'll be talking about Nine to Five, 1980. Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda. Lily Tomlin. Before we get started uh, talking about the movie itself, let's all go around and talk about what our experiences were with the film 9 to 5 before watch, before watching the film for the podcast. So, Hillary, why don't you start us off? I knew nothing about this movie. Nicole texted me the other day and was like, hey, what do you think about doing 9 to 5 for the podcast? And I was like, I've never seen that. Cool. And that's what I knew about it. And it all right. Was, so just like diving in. Yeah. No preconceived notions. And I thought that Bette Midler was in it. And I had been telling a lot of people that. But it's not she should have been. It's a different buxom blonde. It is Dolly Parton. So. Um, I think in this time period, Bette was was a redhead. Right, However, right. I think I the one think thing a blonde. that could have made this movie more awesome would have been to have Bette Midler in it. Yeah. I think that's the only the thing that was missing. character for Bette Midler. Yeah. And then it would have <clears> just, <throat> oh God, it would have been a magical piece of cinema. I just every Oscar. Uh, once again, another 80s movie that I had never even heard, heard of before. Really? Um, nope. Never heard of this movie before. And uh, so that's all I knew about. Nothing. Not until nothing. oh yeah, I sent I, I sent a link to the trailer. Look it to up you guys. online. Um, I as well had no experience uh, with it. I got the DVD from Nicole, and I was like, okay, cool, we're gonna watch this. And today, Devin's best friend asked me if that was the musical, and I said, oh, there's a musical, and they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was like, well, I don't think it's the musical. Dolly Parton's in it, and then I stopped myself and remembered that she's a singer, <laughs> yep. yeah. so mm-hmm. it could have been a musical. It could have been. But yeah, so I knew nothing other than the cover of the DVD case, and I went into it like that. All right, so this is like, I think this is the first time that we're going in with like really no preconceived notions None or of feelings. Thought. I, okay, so... I have, of course, have been aware of this film for some time, but I've never actually seen it. This is one of the few films that we've watched for the podcast that I have not seen before. So um, let's get into talking about the film 9 to 5. You seem so distant. Let's just do it, Dad. You look stupid and rich. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. So let's get started right at the top. We've got the title sequence with Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. Montage. Yeah. Christo um, sang along to this mm-hmm. whole intro. Of course he did. <laughs> I didn't know it, I've never I heard of it. this song before. Neither had I. Are you serious? Yeah, oh no. my God. Yeah, I was singing it in my head Parton all day. Yeah. Not a big Dolly Parton, no. no. Me neither. But this one is like a classic Dolly Parton song. It sounded yeah. like it was classic or that it came from the musical. So I was confused when the no, title sequence just, happened. Yeah, I was like, oh God. We haven't really talked about musical. this, but the musical came out in 2009. So this oh, that was okay. very much after the film. Um, so title sequence, we actually very reminiscent, I thought of Baby Boom. Super yes. reminiscent. And there were other references too that I, I got to mm-hmm. Baby Boom that will Montage of, of yeah. working women and not prostitutes, but um, <laughs> women who Not work. women of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all wearing such boring shoes. Just so boring. Well, one of them and was really bad cycling. stockings. Yes. Yeah, yeah the stockings. Yeah. I, well, what I, one of the things I noticed right off the bat, and I feel like this was a part of the casting of the workplace as well, was that there seemed to be a lot of different types of women. Different ages. There were... De- 
You don't, you, Sarah's looking at me like I'm crazy. There, there was, was like women everyone was white. I feel like there was one Hispanic woman and one black woman. Yeah, which like, that's yeah. a big deal. Like, I'm, am I right? For the 1980s, it's a big deal. that is considered diversity. I was expecting none. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, and okay, they had lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the black but, woman's was kind of masked within like the lunchroom chatter yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. Well, they had and a conversation the at the, woman um, was really into it. uh, and I, I, I don't know that those, I think the Hispanic woman may have had a name. I'm not sure about the black woman. It was like Sophia. Yeah. Something like that. Don't write. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I did not write down any character names. I just kept writing Lily Tomlin or Jane yeah, Fonda the whole time. Um, but the, Dora Lee, which you know, the, the, the black woman did have a conversation with Lily Tomlin in the coffee room when she was, we'll get to yes, that. Yes. I know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there were like older women and younger women and women with kids. I guess and that's what I'm trying women. to say. And drunk women. But even in the beginning, there were, there were black women and mm-hmm. there were, there were different types of women in, even in the montage. So like, but I they think they're all wearing boring shoes. Hillary <laughs> <laughs> is very good. They it was not sex beige. in the city guys. They were all beige. They were all with wearing character shoes. It it's like precursor to sex in the city. It's like sexless oh in the city. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're all, we're seeing a lot of shoes, ra- bad shoes wa- racing to work. Yes. So the first character we get introduced to is Jane Fonda, who is dressed. Judy. Judy, who is dressed like a character from a Carol Burn- Burnett sketch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I don't know how to describe Like I tried to just write it down like describe it. I was like, prissy outfit. Like yeah. I, I, I wrote down like- school marm. Oh, she looked like country girl in the city for the first time. Yeah, but like she me. wasn't she looked lost, which was weird. Well, yeah. I think that's what it was. It was like she was like lost looking. Like she didn't fit there. She definitely all. was meant to look like a fish out of water for sure. Yeah, and I would Giant say like glasses. to me, it seemed like they were casting her and Lily Tomlin against type. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you would see, you know, Jane Fonda probably more likely in the Lily Tomlin role, mm-hmm. which we'll get to her in a minute. But um, J- we, you would think Lily Tomlin would be in the awkward nerdy i prissy disagree you think i've always seen lily tomlin as being the the put together like confident strong sophisticated she had this like sophistication and like style and glamour which i feel like if you were a typical hollywood exec casting this movie you would have put jane fond in that role i think that's true i think she was meant to look out of place and that's why they had her dressed in that way because they're like yeah this is gorgeous Jane Fonda. We got to make her look weird by putting this hat on her. You know, like she did kind she of have this country she bumpkin in the city look. She did not across as being go- gorgeous in this film. Like I don't think that was, yeah, yeah, that was not the point of her character. That blue think. mint dress was not wearing her. No. Really. No. <laughs> the dress was wearing her. Yeah. Her it was just a shot of and water. the weird hat and the giant glasses. Well, she can't even get on an elevator know, properly. She, she gets rushed elevator, by an elevator. the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was like, ha. She has a lot of trouble with machinery in this first I couple know. scenes. So we immediately then go to Lily Tomlin, uh, who we hear saying, Violet, right, who's saying um, that she doesn't want to train Jane Fonda's character, Judy, Mm -hmm. Judy, Mm -hmm. um, because Judy has never worked a day in her life. So Lily Tomlin's kind of looking down on her as, you know, being having been a housewife and now she's like entering the workforce. Um, Divorced. Yeah, they they made a very they clear did, point yeah. of that. They did make like, a big point like a, that she's an info dump. Yeah. You mean? Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. and Lily Tomlin was like, "Well, I'm a widow." I know. It was, like, like, it was very ex- clunky yeah. writing there. I felt like it was having to explain why women would be in the workforce. That's it's exactly like, how I oh, felt. Well, they're only here because they don't have men to take care of. Them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. It was like, well, Dolly's husband is a musician, so that's why she's got to have a job. And then yeah. you know, it's like, don't worry, guys. 
Jane Fonda's husband divorced her and Lily Tomlin's <sighs> widowed. Or So that's why they're working. Okay, guys? That's yeah. just so you can Ugh, accept they this. They don't really have independence. They just are forced to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, felt, I definitely felt like that was the and reason. By the way, Dolly that. Parton's character name is Dora Lee. Dora Lee, right. And we haven't gotten to Dora Lee yet. We'll get into her a little bit later. But um, first we start by training Jane Fonda. Um, and we meet our first... Well, the first time we talk... Any black character has lines. And that's the guy, the mailroom guy. Oh yeah, I, hated I him. didn't. You hated him. I hated him. Okay, please elaborate. So I have a big thing. Like when I see black people in like older movies like this, I always assume that they're going to be cranky <laughs> or ruin something at some point oh, because that's usually what happens. Oh. And he immediately came out the gate like, "Well, how am I supposed to get promoted if you keep taking my jobs?" And I'm like, "See, oh, I had somebody a- get this black man." Oh, but see, I I had a different read on it like I felt like it was like the movie was saying that there are multiple different levels of people not being passed over for work going on here like it was like they wanted to right off the gate out of the gate be like the these white women have it rough but this guy has been working in the mailroom waiting for a break and he can't even get a secretary's job well I I definitely so I kind of felt like they were trying to yeah I feel like that's what they were I feel like that's what they were trying to do but that was my read on it what I took it as because I watched this twice and um the first time I didn't understand why why they were introducing this character who worked in a mailroom but then I watched the movie and he doesn't appear ever again yes and he's not even like and I was like, why is is this being like, we need a black person in this movie? Like, Well, that, it's clunky that- to be sure, but I feel like it seemed like there was an intention there to bring that in. Be like, hey, look, like this guy is also being discriminated against. I thought that was the intention, See, but you're right. Not in, not enough importance for us to get any resolution I, on his storyline. I didn't see it as like pointing out discrimination. I saw it as like a plot device, like he is only hiring young women. Oh, that's interesting too. How am I supposed to get a job there? Like, I have a penis, like that kind of thing. Which is fair because, especially like in in that time, women were the receptionists. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A man as a receptionist. Once you meet their boss, I was like, oh, like that's what that comment was about. Mm. Like, oh, he only hires women. Like and yeah, attractive women. Like once you meet the boss, that's when it kind of clicked for me. Well, apparently not because later he says there's a bunch of old hags working there. You remember? Yeah, well, he says they've come through. Crones. There. He calls mm. them crones, crones actually, which is another word I hate. I think he says crones and hags. Like he he double insults them. Like yeah. he's like, have he you seen some of the old crones? And yeah, yeah. Um, we'll yeah. get to him. We'll get I to him. I just didn't yeah. like the black gents line delivery. I think. Okay. Yeah. He just seemed too cranky for me, and I cannot like, stand. Really the, 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 the cranky black people. Here comes the cranky black The level of anger was a little bit too much. Like he was like, "This is my one line. I'm gonna make it count." Like that's how it felt to me. Oscar on. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, okay. um, so she's uh, Jane Fonda. Judy is being trained. Violet is telling her all about the boss, and this job sounds terrible. It just sounds awful. They can't have coffee cups on the desk, or plants, or photos. Like that's and, according uh, to uh, what was the cranky admin's name? Roz. Roz. Oh god. She was Roz. terrible. She's the fucking worst. Yeah, she's awful. She's like one of like the she's slaves like the- that like tell on everybody yes i'm like you're supposed to band together guys you can't work right. against each yeah. other Ugh, that's she's awful mm-hmm. as soon as they walk up to the main floor it's like people in cubicles there's no sunlight it's just like <laughs> so Lots bleak of gray um oh and this is the first time they we really start hearing about frank their boss yeah. and we also find out that she trained him 
Violet trained him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but one more thing about Roz that we learn here is that um, she is like the company gossip. She will hide mm-hmm. in the bathroom and listen to gossip and then take no- her notes back to Mr. Hart and tell oh, yeah. on. Yeah, I forgot everyone. that. That she like, you've always got to check under the stall for feet. Yeah. We call that a dry snitch. A dry, whoa. It's like a Ooh. snitch, but like she does it very stealthily. Wow. So it's dry. I'm glad that's this new slang term. <laughs> I know. Hashtag dry hashtag snitch. Dry snitch. That um, sounds like a vaginal problem. Though. It does. <laughs> it really like, does. Go to your doctor and be like, I'm sorry, uh, doc, I've got some dry snitch. <laughs> and he offers you, you have some a cream for that? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Snitch be gone. Um, so she's trained Frank or Lily Tomlin. So Lily Tomlin, um, I'm not sure if this is where they bring it up, but we might as well bring it up now. Lily Tomlin is hoping to get a promotion. She's been working at the company for a very long time. She is got her shit together. Like she, we haven't really talked about what she looks like, but we we kind of alluded to it, but she's very like put together, sleek city working woman, you know, she talks really fast and like everything she does has a purpose. And like, she's walking around the office. She knows everybody and is like picking up files. Efficient as fuck. Yeah. I like her like kimono jacket thing. I was really into it. Oh my God. I don't know why she changes out of it into a blazer, but But she changes in and out of it it. multiple times. And I was just like, she wears it all throughout the film too. I noticed Mm -hmm. that. I think it's like her relaxed look. Like I think when she means business, she puts the blaze, the power Mm -hmm. blazer on. I just wish I had that kind of forethought for my day so like i could just like switch from like kimono to like business attire so you could switch from kimono to like heath's tree service polo shirt yes (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying like i'm trying picturing you like wearing a kimono yeah that would never fly and then your dad's like we got to drive to the next site and you're like all right so you just like like, throw off the kimono and the the kimono would never come off that's the problem (laughs) i would just be like "Mm, i'm already in my kimono (laughs) i love that so next we meet Dabney Coleman, who plays Frank, the boss. Franklin Hart. Hart, fart. which is fart. fart. I'm, I'm like, good fart joke. Props yeah. to you. Fart. He, played by Dabney Coleman, and he is giving a very pompous speech about teamwork. I wrote that he is a, he is playing a caricature of an awful man. Like I feel like he, like he was written to be like the perfect awful man. I like think the perfectly I've met awful this man. man so I, I don't even think he's a caricature. I think I I've met, met this man. Person. No, I, I mean to. I'm just saying like he said all the perfectly bad things that you, that this person would say to be a bad per- I person. I would add that I've seen Dabney Coleman play other roles like this before. Like I think this is kind of in his wheelhouse. Well, like the jerk boss. There, there, there were a lot of lines he had that actually a lot of this I felt like could have been written by you, Nicole. Like <laughs> some of the stuff that he said was like. <laughs> It just was like it didn't seem like something that a real person would actually say. It seemed like a like something that someone would write to have a a bad person say. I guess, but yes, I mean certainly he's over the top. But I also feel like yes, he's a, but they're all kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. all of them. Like Do- Dolly Parton is the over. I mean, we haven't gotten to her yet, yeah. but she's kind of that over the top Southern charm kind of thing. It's all kind of a fantasy. But what he, the things that he does are not totally. I mean that it's kind of oh no not the things he does yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i think that's what's scary about it is like he probably is someone that says all of these things oh he's out there still working run into him no oh no no, he's out there still working Mm. that guy he's everywhere um so he he start he started he's actually um frank is in the middle of this long speech about 
you know, I know you women aren't allowed to play football, which I think is a real shame because it's the only way, it's the best way to teach the importance of teamwork. So right off the bat, he's really sort of... That was immediately when I would have been fired for striking him in his throat. Like just ninja striking. This is the first first time that his chair slips. And this is both the first moment of the movie that's absurd and Mm -hmm. the first time we... This is like a hints at what's to come. I I would think that moment is funny because i sit in office chairs that are shitty all day long and they definitely do that and like that's happened like several times in my office where somebody's just like sitting in a chair and like leaning back and then all of a sudden their arms are like flailing (laughs) and they're trying to catch themselves and it's awesome it's so funny definitely lightens the mood you know i think the chair is one of the things it's almost like somebody wrote like a screenplay about movies and was like that chair is going to be important later. Let's make sure we yeah. plant that. They do that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's like true. Like almost everything that happens in the plot is like yeah. a seed is planted, but in a, yeah, <laughs> not in obvious. a subtle way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so Frank hits on um, Jane Fonda's character immediately. He's like, oh, you're pretty. Yeah, disgusting. Not like those other, dis- does he call, does he bring up the crones at this point? Yeah. Is yes. that when he crones. says it? Oh my yeah, God. you should see some of the crones that have come through here. Yeah, he's truly awful, like right off the bat, awful. I don't understand how he hasn't got a, a form QB 1212 <laughs> filed on him yet. I, right? It was difficult to do that at this time. There wasn't really a lot in place, I think, to. Yeah, and I think they even discussed that later mm-hmm. too. Like who would we even go talk to? That's true. Um. Okay, so speaking. The, a good segue here, because this is when we get introduced to Dolly Parton's character, mm-hmm. Dor- Dorley, right? Yes. yes. Well, can I just point out, he, Frank says one more thing before he okay. leaves. He's like, if you ever need anything, come in here. I mean, the only reason I have an office on this floor is to be close to my girls. And I was like, <sighs> barf. I'm going to barf all over this okay. floor. And then he asked her to get him coffee. Yep. Violet, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you got to keep those strong women in their place. You do. You can't let them think that they're on your level. So then we get to meet Dolly. Uh, yeah, she's perfect. She is perfect in every way. I love adore her. her. I, I used to have one of those when I was like enough of Dolly. I love her. My never ending Dolly question throughout the movie was whether this was pre boob job. She never had post- a boob job. She job. didn't? No, those are just, no, she just has those. Why boobs. is her brassiere so pointy? Um, I, she's got, well, I mean the subject of Dolly Parton's boobs were now as an adult, I look back on that as being just another way to just hold women down. Yeah. Because her subject, the subject of her boobs was like a constant thing in the 1980s. It was a constant joke, but no, those were her natural boobs. I, I, Dolly Parton has made no secret that in her life she has had surgery for upkeep purposes, Mm -hmm. but she did not at any time, I think augment her breasts to make them larger. That's fair. No, I think she may but have I had a couple she just of wears like a Fredericks of Hollywood, like strap them up and keep them there. Yeah, yeah. kind of bra, pointy. you know, because they're yeah. pointy. But it, it was scary. it looks like there's just like layer upon layer of fabric hoisting those <laughs> twenty pounders up. So proud. I mean, I have big I mean, boobs, so I can sympathize. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate her yeah. having them in her chin. I was just like, Lord, I've never bought and a bra that's that pointy. I know is a delight. Like she has a, she just like floats in like an angel. She's so sweet. And she's, she's trying to make friends. And like, like we find out pretty immediately that the office thinks that she's the boss's mistress and they're all ostracizing her like right away. It's like one of those things where women are just like not supporting each other. It's very upsetting. I was about to say that that was like one of my moments where I was like, okay, so nobody wanted to talk to her. 
at all to see where this was going. Everybody yeah. immediately was like, well, she's scummy because yep. she's sleeping with the boss. And yep. I was just like, uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. They're like gossiping hardcore about her from the very beginning. Yeah, Won't sit with her at lunch. Terrible. Like they were so mean to her. Yeah. I felt so bad for her. But it's all very like behind her back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, she knows what's going on. Like they won't let her sit with them at lunch and ugh. Um, and even when um, uh, Frank is super scummy to her in that first sec- second that we meet her, it's very clear that she's still trying to do her job. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that she can tell that he's being disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she like makes that pretty clear when they when she like goes in and has that conversation with him, too. Like, doesn't she say something about like going to a convention? But like, oh, but next time I better check that there's actually a convention going yeah, on. Yeah. And like, yeah. basically just took her on vacation and like yep. she didn't even realize well, like what was going on. We're, we're, we're jumping a little bit ahead, but we're already there. Okay. So let's talk about it. Um, He at one point, um, he Frank calls Dolly. Dolly is uh, Dorley is Frank's personal secretary like right. she, she is his secretary mm-hmm. um he hits on her flagrantly like at one point he calls her in the first time we see them in the same off room together he calls her in he asks her to turn around yeah, yeah. Um, and he says grab your pad and br- bring your pr- pretty little face in here he arranges his stuff on his desk so that he can easily knock over the pencils so that she can she'll have to bend over to get them and he can Which look down so her shirt gross. Yeah. Very gross. So gross. And this is like the, 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 the cartoonish aspect of him. It's like, but only because I think we're, they're drawing attention to it. Like I think no. what he's doing is not that it's not that unusual. Like I, I think that that still happens. I definitely yeah. think that still happens. Like I think there are definitely still men that like will stand under a staircase to try and see up your skirt when you're walking up, you know, like there's still gross people out there who will yeah. try and do gross things. When I waited tables, I, there were men that used to ask me to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. See, and being that it was a comedy, I feel like they were trying to make it. So it's not so serious. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They were yeah. trying to hide in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so we don't all cry gross, the whole time. But that still does happen. <laughs> yeah, so we're not just crying. We're the not whole just time, crying. We're just like it's so true. Also, um, it's like 2016, so like it should be better. A little, I think. I think it's a little bit more, Maybe a little bit. <laughs> more hidden. Maybe a little bit. Yes. He also tries to tackle her. Yes, to they get, get on the ground. ground. There was a lot of harassment that teetered on some really big issues that were like, yeah. you need to call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she just gets right up and then well his she's wife, getting upset at this point yeah like i think she was starting to get upset and then the wife breezes in who is the super wife oblivious is all throughout the movies like stuff happens and she's just like i don't see it like i kept waiting for her i mean i feel like it was mostly for convenience sake but mm-hmm. i kept waiting for her to just be like no i actually know what the go- fuck is going on you guys i'm just playing dumb but she never does like yeah, she no. literally breezes yeah. in and she's like oh and they have the most awkward interaction, like her and, and Dolly. And she sees the Dor- Dorley got the scarf She's from like, him. She's like, oh, that looks beautiful on oh, you. He, he yeah. appreciates so you so much. Yeah. And I you're was like, so what? attractive. I was like, why Why does this character, why is this character so dumb? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel, I kept thinking there was more to her where she would be like, look, I know you're banging my husband, but um, I, haven't, I, I haven't slept with him in 20 years because he's a disgusting pig. And I stay with him for his mom ma- or something. Or so, 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 yeah, I was really confused about yeah. that. But um, OK, so <laughs> Jane just cried at work. She cried at work. She go. So she's had a pretty shitty first day. That's right. We're still on the first day. <laughs> Her first day was um, and again, she only worked there for like a week. Well, <laughs> yeah, true. She goes home and the first 
thing she sees is her gross husband. Again, another gross male character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dropping what is he off doing? divorce like, papers. Jacking off in her and his name is Dick. His name is Dick. His name is Dick. I didn't even realize that. I didn't either because I didn't remember anyone's names. I was like, gross husband. My several issues with the gross husband coming or being there was one, he came to drop off the divorce papers i thought they were already divorced though no he said you just have to sign these last okay. papers okay and then two his mistress he was in the passenger the seat yeah. in his like you know midlife crisis car yes <laughs> yeah. and wasn't he wearing like car. a track suit or something yes. Yes. he was like he was like in wearing full the whole full <laughs> the full adidas he full went adidas. full adidas and Jane Fonda really was just so like a classy. Miata or something. He was driving like a Miata. Judy. Judy's so classy because she was just yeah. like, how is so-and-so? I would yeah. walk her to the car, pulled her out. Okay, look. Fought everybody I was involved, bothered by this interaction because she seemed <laughs> like she was still <laughs> holding a candle for this guy. That's what I felt like. She was like, I did too. oh, hey, how are you? Oh, what are you doing here? And she looked like she was excited to see him. And I was like, oh, God. But and I mean, this I, is when you yeah. subconsciously cast me in that role. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um... <laughs> I mean, I think you would be funny in it, but it was like bothersome to me that she was, but I mean, I guess whatever. I mean, She's yeah, supposed I think to be still in love with him or something. While I, guess I was watching thing, was like wondering like about the Bechtel test and everything and like just trying to figure out where these women fell and oh, they passed because, because we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll, yeah. we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about it. But you know, just because of the time period, I was like, I was doing the same thing. I was expecting her to be like, I'm going to fawn over my ex. And I was like, why? He's yeah. so skeezy. She she didn't I don't know she didn't seem to she seemed to be like oh okay well I'm gonna she seemed to be polite she didn't seem to be into him well I mean we can get to this I guess as time goes on but I feel like her I feel like she was sort of defined by her relationships with the other women which is refreshing for once but in general I feel like her motivations throughout the film were weaker than the weakest of the other two characters I agree that's yeah. Um, I guess she's motivated by a sense of rightness and what is right and wrong. Yeah, but more I think so that's than such anything a weak else. Motivation it is. It's yeah. not concrete. It's know? not like my boss is fuck is sexually harassing yeah, me like Dolly, or my like, boss or is fucking me undermining or, me and like taking away my power as a career woman, like mm-hmm. though she what he what is with Lily Tomlin. So the motivation yeah. there is a little weak. Right after this, we go into the second day. Okay. Violet. Is, is answering all those phone calls. Boss. Yeah, she's like answering phone calls, stapling stuff to envelopes. She's doing she everything. Talk to her children. She gets a call yeah. from her kids. Yeah, it's very yeah. cute. She's like queen of the world. There's she made more than one now. peanut butter and banana sandwich in the world. Yeah, she's handling it all. I enjoyed yeah. it. I was so proud of her. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then we see uh, Jane Fonda's character. Um, uh, Dolly Parton wants to invite her to lunch to That's try to get to know yeah. her because she's the new girl. And Ju- Ju- Judy turns her down. Yeah, she shun- cold, shuns her. Cold, cold, in a very yeah. awkward way. Yeah. Yeah. Like that you could tell there's something bigger happening. Yeah. 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 Well, but she also makes a comment, didn't she, like when they were shopping for scarves about her husband and like, yeah, you know, she, she, secretary that yeah. she, yes. like, so like, it hit close to home. Yeah. Yes. So it's projection. Maybe yeah. Yeah. a little bit of projection. She's projecting that on Dolly. I mean, I kind of get it, but also like, Dorley didn't do it and she's Dolly like she Parton didn't. and she's like and women need to support each we other do, yeah. we do need to support each other and then it was like so not subtle it's like yeah. that moment where it's like oh I don't like this girl and I don't want to go to lunch with her and I'm walking away but I'm going to turn around and check to see if she's still looking yeah. and I'm like way to make her know that yeah. you're not like trying to deal with her alright so um, 
next we sort of like i guess this is maybe a week later i don't know we don't really know much time has passed but we get back to jane fond at work and it's another day and she is definitely more in the swing of things she's answering the phone she's stapling things i don't really know what her job is let's be honest (laughs) um no one will sit with dolly at lunch still like they're all now jane fonda has people to sit with at at lunch yeah and there's an extra seat and they like actively walk away move their shit oh oh, oh, like to that part of the table so that she won't sit there however i was very proud that the black woman was in on this table Oh yeah, she, she was yeah. definitely she was in the upper so echelon. Even Dora Lee's not in, which sucks. Sorry, Dora Lee. The black woman but has prevailed. Mm-hmm. Progress, social progress. <laughs> yes, she didn't have a line, but she boxed out <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> Again, attitudey black woman. Okay, yeah. here's an important scene. I feel like so Violet Lily Tomlin's character has an idea to color code the accounts. Mm-hmm. She has like an idea to make the workplace more, their accounting more efficient. She goes into his office and and is like talking to him about this idea. And he's basically like, "Mm, that sounds like a lot of work. And he sends her away. So the next thing that happens is that they run into him with the boss above him. And they're like, um, and he's raving about this brand new system that Frank is putting, is going to put in place that color codes everything. And, He's like, I, this this guy is great. I mean, you're a fine, he says, you're a fine piece of man, Frank. And she just stands there. She can't say anything, but she knows like he, and this has happened to me. Okay. Like this mm-hmm. has actually happened to me before. You come in, you have an idea. The boss shuts it down. Like I've actually been told, no, that's stupid or that'll never work or whatever. And then the next day at a meeting, <laughs> They give that idea like it's their idea, and then everybody loves it, and they take credit with for it. I, oh this has God. happened to me before, yep. <sighs> and so, and much like myself in that situation, you have there's nothing you can do. Like you're low on the totem pole, so you just stand there and listen to it, and yeah, listen to you the can't other. Call them out in front of the big boss. You can't be like that was my idea or I client that or whoever it is. You can't do yeah. that. It's just, it's so inappropriate in a Why work can't environment. You, do and that? you should can't. be able to do that. You and should, then, but, but you, can't. you can't. And the reality at this point too, when we think about time period is that if a woman does it, then it's like, Oh, so oh, she, yeah. she must be going through something at home. Of course yeah. she didn't come up with this idea. Yeah. And like, yeah. you just see like the disgust and like the heartbreak on her face. It was yeah. like actually a really hard moment. Yeah. I was like, no. Was well, because really you know, it's not an. It's not. It's one thing to be told that your idea is stupid, but then to have s- someone steal it and then have to sit there mm-hmm. and listen to someone else rave about what a brilliant idea it is in front God. of you. Oh, it's yeah. awful. It's fucking humiliating and fru- so frustrating. It's like yet another barrier to like you just see yourself like not like there's like it's only as far as you're allowed to go and you can't go any further than that and i you know? think all women have been through this to some degree too because like there's a huge thing in like i mean because that article came out recently about the women in the white house who were like in in meetings when a woman says something immediately like somebody else would back it up and it was like this unspoken agreement that huh. like all of the women were like if a woman presents an idea, you immediately followed up with, yeah, like Stacy's idea is really great. And like, here's why. And like you immediately back them up so that no one else can take the idea from her and like use it as their own. And like, I, it it sucks that we have to do that. Still like every day. Okay. So, um, the next scene is the promotion. Well, he's telling her about the, he's telling her, uh, Frank has brought, um, Violet into the office and he's telling her that he gave it to a, a guy. Yep. Yeah. And she's obvious she's 
justifiably furious about it. She has f- five years seniority. You're already above him and has and trained him just as yes. like she trained Frank. So here are the reasons that Frank gives her for um, not promoting Violet. Number one, the other guy was a college grad, and which she's was bullshit. Right? She's like, yeah, but I've been working here for like ten years. Secondly, he says, well, he has to, he has a family to support. She's like, and I don't. She has she's, four kids. She has four kids, and she's the breadwinner. She's um, a single mom. A single mom with four kids. And number three, the clients would rather deal with men. Which, unfortunately, for the time, is pretty spot on. Well, these and are it's also all shenanigans. Common, common reasons, I yeah. think, for women not to it's get not promoted to leadership spot on for positions. Back then. There are still people who would like to deal Definitely. with men. Absolutely. So Violet gets upset. And yeah, he as she says, should. Yeah, as she should. And Frank says, Spare me the women's lib crap. Yeah. Boom. And she goes off on him. Yeah. Like, Very she's really moment. like, you know, this screw you. This is unacceptable. Like you are threatened by me. Like she is very honest. Yas queen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she definitely puts her foot down. Um, I will definitely say this makes a mark on the Jasmine tally mm-hmm. yeah. of something I would do, especially when she snatches her co- uh, coat up and says, I'm going to go get a drink. Oh yeah. So she <laughs> leaves. Oh, yeah. um, well, but not she, before she, she throws reveals, Dolly under the bus. She reveals oh, that Mr. Hart yeah. has been saying he and Dorley have been well, Dolly fair. comes in in yeah. the middle of this argument and she's basically like bringing Dolly into it yeah. in a very like humiliating way mm-hmm. and like and, slut shaming her and, in front and, of the boss and, 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 and she's like, like totally surprised that? yeah and and Mr. Har- and, and and Violet is like uh, Mr. Hart has of course yeah. and then she's like is- we know what's been going on and Dolly is like yeah. I don't know what you're talking about because she hasn't we all we all know that know. she hasn't been sleeping with the boss in fact she's been harassed repeatedly and has been fending him off mm-hmm. and now she, it's she realizes what yeah. uh, why everyone's been treating her the way that they well, have victim blaming well this this yeah. begins what I call the at a girl's segment <laughs> yeah. because this is what Violet's like I'm gonna get a, get a drink and Mar- Mar- Margaret's like at a girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah she Love does it. that a couple times so this scene surprised me. The Dolly Parton scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And was great. It was amazing. She, she crushed him. Was pissed and, and she was not to holding his back. dick off, which was yeah. Oh, that was wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Was yes, like, she did. Yeah, she did. Which She's I would like, like to point out, it's yeah. interesting that Violet, like whenever um, Mr. Hart, like whenever she was telling him about himself, he was like, oh, well, you know, it's your place to remember that I'm your boss before she left out. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dorley threatened to shoot his dick off and yeah. he said nothing. And he I was I loved afraid it, of her. But I was yeah. like, well, yeah. she she's like, I have a gun in my purse. I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen in one shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Brilliant. And he's like still trying to like get like, well, just, you know. And, you, and she's like not having it. I know that you throw the pens on the floor so that you can look down my shirt and I'm not putting up with that anymore. And you are a disgusting pig. And she really lets him have it. And then she runs yeah, out. Of, she's out. Runs out of the office. to get a drink. And Margaret's like, had a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're all at the bar. Um, two of them are drinking. Um, I think Jim Fonda is drinking some milk. Or I don't know if that was really? a white Russian. Well, I'm not so sure what that was. So yeah, Russian. it looked like a white Russian. I did enjoy the fact that they milk. all have three if different it was milk, glasses. Would have been meme. Mm-hmm. That's another another way that mm-hmm. that character would have been meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was I like, like they weren't all drinking martinis. Yeah, there was like one margarita looking mm-hmm. glass, um, uh, which was Violet. Violet was yeah, drinking a margarita. Dolly, Dolly was drinking Dolly's a good old American beer. Yeah, and then there was the milk that looked. I had no idea what it was. I was like, what? Where did she get this? Not from the bar. So funny, you guys were looking at the drinks. Like I. 
I just like tune that shit out. It shows like that it we tells have a problem. You, no, I think it tells you something <laughs> about the character. Yeah, that's also fair. It does. Also, they did. They, they choose those drinks the on purpose. I love the scene so much with the three of them at the bar, just like getting drunk. They're like all new friends, you know. Like none of them liked Dorley before this mm-hmm. moment, and now all all of them have this like yep. rallying cry. Well, we hear the so phrase happy. pink ghetto again, which is something we heard. Pink tower ghetto. Pink tower ghetto. Well, that's and what we heard in, in Baby Boom. Right? In Baby Boom, yeah. yeah because basically down. they're saying we can't go any farther because we're women and this is as far as we can go. And they say things that really like hit close to home for me. They say yeah. it's the same all over anyway and complain to who? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like the opening lines of that scene and it was like they were all invested in each other's like background with this man. So Mm -hmm. I did enjoy that. And I think what you bring up is interesting, Sarah, because there are in in corporate environments, I think there are places to um, make people accountable for stuff like that. But um, especially in the film industry and in the arts, unless you're working for like a big network or something, they're really like when that stuff happens, there is no, no one to complain to. There is no, nobody to complain to. And people frequently are silent about those things because they're afraid of getting fired. Mm-hmm. Just like these women are. So Let's look at profile theater, man. Yeah. So then they decide to go <laughs> that the, they, <laughs> they've got a joint place. Right. So, um, Violet's got her son has rolled her joint. It's in her purse because he's a brilliant child. Marijuana, marijuana cigarette, Mm -hmm. which uh, they decide to go to. They decide to go to Dolly's and get high. Yep, brilliant. Which was just awesome. And they were drinking out of like giant beer mugs. Yeah, and they were smoking some Maui Wowie. They were smoking Maui Wowie. Yes, I enjoy that Jane Fonda's like. um, Yeah, the last time I smoked, it didn't really do anything to me. Then cut to her completely stoned. Yeah, just completely (laughs) smash cut to her just like laughing her head off. Another way that this character would be me. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like getting high and they're giggling and they're bonding. Um, And then comes my favorite part of the movie, which if I could sum up this next sequence in one word, it would be. The with fantasy yes. sequence. Which I was really surprised by. I did not expect um, a fantasy they sequence. They ran so long, too. I was like, I oh, know. so is, we're just going to have a fantasy sequence. I was so like happy a about triple it. Fantasy. Um, when we got to the, the first fantasy sequence, I was like, oh, oh my God, like there's a fantasy sequence. Yeah. And then, then they just kept coming. I know. They and, they were, and they just built on each other, too. It was like, amazing. They just got like more and more nuts and awesome. It was, I was like, I, I was like, this is maybe the most incredible movie that's ever been made. Like Dora <laughs> Lee roasting him on a spit. Okay. We haven't gotten there yet. So the first scene, the first fantasy is, Judy. is Judy's. Mm-hmm. The manhunt. The manhunt. Cause the they're joking about how he's hunt. We didn't mention this, but in, in Frank's office, there's like a wall with like a deer head and he's a hunter and, you know, um, Judy's like, Oh, I yeah. could never do that. And then like, she goes into this fantasy sequence where they're like joking about, hunting frank and he's like running through the office and his t- clothes are they torn tor- torches and rifles and yeah so they're running they're chasing him through the office with torches and then he runs into his office and judy is there dressed in like this safari outfit yeah <laughs> and she's got a she's shotgun with like lion. the the ammo like strapped, strapped like rambo style across her chest was awesome. and then she spins the gun like drill team mm-hmm. style it was ridiculous yeah I loved that's it. I, that's the like this the, the cliche of like the super uptight person being like the most like secretly aggressive and insane well 
it was very satisfying at this point. Yeah, I did like it. It's very satisfying. So she turns the gun on him and he's like, why, you know, I'm just a regular guy trying to do my job. I'm not that bad. Why would you can't, it's not worth shooting me. And she's like, oh, and this is a phrase that keeps getting repeated in all the fantasies. You're a sexist, lying, egotistical bigot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. Oh, okay. You're right. I missed hypocritical. Um, and then she calls him a ward on the nose of humanity and I'm going nice. to shoot it off. Now, what I didn't see coming, we'll talk, I think we'll save to talk a little bit about later. But in this fantasy, she shoots, she shoots at him. And then we see his head mounted on the wall, just mm-hmm. like yeah. the deer's head. Which is awesome. It was such an interesting so This is funny. dark also, as fuck. Also, something to note is that um, each fantasy has a different style, like a different, yeah. and this is in bl- black and white, slightly sapia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a desaturated kind of look to it so it's kind of like i don't know what they were going with here in terms of like genre fashion i don't, I don't know, know it's not a film like noir it a yeah it, it no, seemed like they were gonna Dor- try Dor- to do Dor- Dor- Dora lees is what, what yeah what she's western. definitely got the western so i don't know if this was meant to be more like a film noir kind of thing but it didn't really the like tone a, like a gangster movie or something yeah like like they were yeah trying that's to do kind like of the, what a film noir uh, is detective yeah. like what well, was very yeah, like lots of shadows and so it had a film noir look to it i don't know that the style really matched up with that but i think that's what they're going for then cut to everyone eating ribs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know how they got the ribs. And all of a sudden Judy has Doralee's on like the things on her. <laughs> Dorley's husband That's made true. them the night before. What was, what's that guy's name? Chains. Danny. What's his name? Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne made all ribs the, the night before. Really but I also things. really wanted ribs at that room. Those ribs, no, those ribs like, really what good. I wouldn't do for some ribs right they were now, juicy, you guys. And Dolly's nails were fantastic. I, I would know. like to say she originated the also, long nail, how do you wipe your ass thing. How, I know. Like, how would you eat ribs with li- nails that long? Like, I would need so many things to like clean out under Look, my nails it, after that. You Ugh, know powder. she's got Ugh. practice eating ribs with those nails. She has. That's like, true. You, it's That's really all the finger pads. Like her midnight snack. She wakes up, rolls over and like picks up her little rib from her platter and is like, <laughs> eats it so without next, even smudging done. the lipstick. <laughs> the next is over. the lovely Dora Lee fantasy. Oh my god, the Dora Lee fantasy. Oh, it's so good. And I was like, she's oh my cow- god, another one? What? <laughs> yeah, she, like, she, what? She's a cowgirl and she r- rides up on a horse. No mm-hmm. surprise. Objectifies yeah. Mr. Hart the way he objectified yeah, her. So we see a recreation it. of that scene where she calls him into his, her office, only she's now the sexual aggressor. Which is amazing. It was mm-hmm. amazing and also made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I was starting to, because now we have the actor Dabney Coleman is now playing this like person who's being humiliated and sexually like harassed. And it's like, I was feeling very sorry for him. Oh, I man. mean, I know I that was he, feeling vindictive. I was feeling like I wish that I was, every man but I knew that this. this was mm-hmm. a fantasy and I was like, so I was really buying into him being, and I was like, uh, like this didn't feel to me like the last one where I was like, yeah, fucking shoot that guy. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I feel like this is a upsetting. Like she's like telling him like, Ooh, I like those pants, but you need to make them tighter. And he's, she's like telling got a nice package. This is it like my dream. Insane. I think. I think the thing <laughs> this is with, like my dream. I this know. is why wish, Hillary runs her own business. Now. I wish that I was uh, like honestly, guys. I would have really fit in as a man in the 1950s I think to like, you take have. advantage of women. Um, <laughs> I like really would have. Like, Maybe you did in another life. I probably was in another life because like if right like if 20 years from now men were in the position that women were back then. <laughs> You better believe I'd be like, uh, come here. Let me uh, 
check out those pants. You need to get them a little tighter. Like, you better believe that's who I would be. I would be that not hard. I would be getting real. I would would sexually harass every attractive man in my office. Just look out, boys. (laughs) See, I'm coming for you. I wouldn't do Um, that, but I I want every man to experience Hillary, you're going to have your own office, and we're going to lock the door. And I also found me in there. I'm going to lock you in every day when there's a man in the office. Every man that has done this. That's fair. I mean, like, when you I go think in that to visit, when you go in to see it. Hillary, make sure you're wearing baggy pants. Baggy. I mean, have you noticed how you don't want to set her off? Um, <laughs> get super like sensitive sure about being objectified. Dirty. Like anytime they're slightly objectified, they're Who, like, men? "I'm being yeah. objectified." Like they have to con- con- comment on it. And, like, well, it play, feels play, weird play, to play, them. Play I think this is where but a lot also, of homophobia comes from. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the fear of being treated by other men the way men treat women. I really do. But like watching the scene, I I felt myself thinking oh, I'm sure men have seen this and thought, oh, that couldn't happen. A woman can't take over a man. I, or and that's or why that I, wouldn't bother me. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, like, it's like, oh, this is an attractive like, woman. That wouldn't bother and me. And I think that's know? why, mm-hmm. I like watching the scene, like I understood what was happening. Like I understood the role reversal, yeah. but I was also like knowing the scummy dude that they had already created him to be, like even if the roles were reversed, if she said something like that, he would be into it. Well, he yeah. she wasn't saying sexy things. She was saying really like yeah. I think they things. did a good job because the things she were saying, and I think this it really speaks to what harassment is really about. Like yeah. it wasn't necessarily about flattery. It was, it about, was power. about power. Yeah. Like she was in like taking control over his body. Like yeah. she was like yeah. ta- she was like, why are you wearing that bow tie? You know I hate that bow tie. I can't have those stripes staring at me. Yeah, take take it, off. it off. Oh, yeah, you're and right. loosen you're up, right. unbutton your shirt. Like, she was really, like, taking his power and his his agency and his body away from him. Mm-hmm. And that's really what harassment is about. And I think they yep. did a very smart job of making that clear. Showing that. Yeah. Yeah, but the, still... It, it feels like a sketch that ja- Jasmine would have written. <laughs> Anything's okay, possible. <laughs> here's the thing. Is, like, if it was, like, me and Andy doing that sketch, it would make me uncomfortable. But given the character that we know that that guy is Mm -hmm. and like Dolly Parton being this attractive woman it to me it was just it didn't sell it quite as much but like Mm I now hearing you say those words like without watching it happen and without her being like Mm -hmm. this sexy like buxom woman you know like well they were still lighting her like I mean they were lighting her with like the hair light and oh for sure like like she didn't look like a creepy boss she looked like a beautiful woman they didn't light her like a creepy boss but i still feel like to me this scene was the one scene in the movie that really walked the line between drama and comedy for me i can see that i can see that now like looking back on it because a creepy boss can be a beautiful woman you know? Right. Yeah. And like, if you've ever seen horrible bosses, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't uh, Jennifer Aniston plays Sexy. the boss who like sexually harasses Charlie Day, and like okay. at one point she's a dentist and she like shoots his crotch with the like water gun used for the mouth and is like, oh, I see it, you're circumcised, and yeah, like I mean, she's those ridiculous. things are like, oh god, it's so uncomfortable, and like he hates it and he's a married man and doesn't like yeah. it, and like, so I get it. It's like that's. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's gross. Like she puts it again, his like, face oh. in her boobs too, she, which yeah. was like no. a moment where I was yeah. like, "See, now I feel like you're taking the power away from her again." Yep, yep. That uh, was yeah. a moment where I felt like I was like, "Guys, come on!" I think that's you the moment where I have now. the most problems with is like is that moment, like, like 
was that that had to have been the director's else, like, idea I, I can't imagine that the screenwriter wrote that see, because then now you're taking not. her power I think away a much again. stronger choice would have been for like her to put her hand on his head and like smush him to his knees or something you know I think it would have like been I mean if you're gonna boots, go with physical you know? contact like grabbing the package would be the way no, to go yeah you know yeah, that'd be an easy one. That's but maybe she powerful. wasn't comfortable with that I don't know but I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been comfortable with smushing a man's face in my boots either I mean I would if it was really funny I'm not gonna lie to you because putting a man's like face. force him to his knees like yeah. that would yeah. have been an image you know that's yeah. like him, i think that would have been away, too i think that would have crossed the line that, into upsetting time, yeah. so then she hog ties him which is like <laughs> she la- he runs away and she lassos him with a smile on her face <laughs> and hog ties him. it and was amazing him on a stick to be cooked yeah I didn't see that part. I must have seen him on a spit. spit. Okay. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know if that got like, how did I miss that? All right. So then we get to Violet's fantasy, which was my favorite personally. Of course. A a fairy tale. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very Snow White-esque with animation of cartoon animals. I feel like this was like Lily Tomlin Mm -hmm. was crushing it in the scene. Like her crushing it. Saccharine smile with the touch of evil behind it was just Loved it. amazing so she's dressed like snow white and there's like animated birds flying around her and animated creatures following her around like from a, a disney movie giving her the thumbs up for she's the rat poison asked mm-hmm. to get mr yeah. hart's coffee and poisons his coffee mm-hmm. yes smiling she, as she, she stirs it ring that she opens yes with, like, this yeah powder inside that she sprinkles and stirs into the coffee and it like destroys the spoon that she uses to stir wonderful like yeah, yeah. it like melts the spoon yeah. um the, scene was brilliant. the cartoon animals are giving her the thumbs up i mean which is impressive to me mm-hmm. i love when cartoon animals do things that cartoon animals shouldn't do like <laughs> give thumbs up for poison yeah, yeah. i was yeah. like yes so she gives him the coffee and smoke smoke pours out of his ears mm-hmm. his head spins around and then she like uses the chair to like catapult him out the window. It was yep. very um, Sweeney Todd esque. To yeah, me. like <laughs> the Sweeney yeah. Todd chair. Yeah, yeah, like she like hiked it up like with a wrench or something. And, and then, then all the shash shackles on the okay. employee pr- prisoners fall off. Yeah, they all they're all like in a dungeon, and all their shackles fall off. And and then Dolly and Violet and Judy are all dressed like princesses, like Disney princesses. <laughs> And they're like toasting from these giant goblets mm-hmm. in a princess castle that slowly fades away <laughs> into the background. Yeah. Definitely my was, second favorite moment in that movie. It was like the most incredible thing that's favorite. ever happened. We haven't gotten to it yet. Oh. And we do. I will say what okay. it is. So this, <laughs> I honestly, for me, this was the high point of the movie to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we get to the next things couple things that happens it starts to go off the rails a little bit for me. <laughs> it was awesome. but this was like i was like if this movie continues to be this batshit insane like i why did this movie not win an oscar like yeah. this is like in the pantheon of greatest <laughs> movies now here is the thing that i did not expect to come from the fantasy sequence everything like all the like the major points of the fantasy sequence then become plot points in the movie in reverse yep. yeah. yeah in reverse yep correct so the first thing that happens here is that Lily Talman is talking to her coworker about how she's going to snap. The unnamed black woman. Unnamed black woman. Does she have a name? I, I don't think look it so. Up on IMDb. Um, yeah, on my notes, I'm like, Violet talks to the one black black woman. <laughs> there are two yeah, I don't remember them saying her name. Um, she, and she also had mentioned how she had to do all this shopping for them. I had to buy new 
sweet skinny and sweet yeah, skinny, it's like skinny, their skinny. version of sweet and low i had to buy more rat poison and i'm like why are you buying rat poison, well, rat poison was for her house wasn't mm-hmm. it and then the sweet and whatever oh, was for the office she was like i needed to buy that's rat poison where for that house. happened and, like, there was a bunch of stuff that she had to buy see for her the house. big problem i think is that skinny and sweet nearly really needs to consider their packaging a little bit more <laughs> yeah. because or it looks the exactly rat po- like po- poison needs to consider their pack well the packaging. rat poison's done the best they can they put the skull and crossbones on there yeah, skinny and sweet small, i really small. think is to blame here that the, their art department needs to get their shit together because the, the the sweetener that they use at work looks exactly like the box of rat poison yep. mm-hmm. surprise surprise and she pulls out the rat poison by mistake and pours it into a, her coffee while she's ranting and raving about the boss yeah, had a little trouble buying this, but okay. And I'll nobody go with it. notices that, even though the label and she rat leaves poison it on there is on the like counter, left yeah. out. Yeah, and like nobody else came in and was like, "What's this box of rat poison doing here?" So there's rat poison in the coffee, and she is carrying it to the boss, and he puts it to his lips, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, is he gonna drink this yeah. coffee? Yeah. Is that gonna happen right now?" But the thing that we set up early on in the film that the chair doesn't work, which by the way, also the chair bumping him out of the window was another mm-hmm. thing that happened in the fantasy yeah the chair goes haywire and he actually falls to the ground and coffee all spills out and mm-hmm. he doesn't drink yeah. a drop and nope. he hits his head on the credenza and goes well, okay which was where, where was what is the credenza what is a credenza it's a plan, isn't it? it's, no, no it's like a like it's part chest of, the chair. of drawers oh, oh. Yeah, no. well, is like a chest of drawers like You're a right. like an end table but How like did a he long hit his head end it? table if he was it's, on the he chair he did hit his head on the, it i don't know he hit it's, it on the floor. There, there's there's a cabinet behind him i think that's um, what they're talking about anyway he hits his head and he goes unconscious so he gets taken away in an ambulance gets taken away in an ambulance dolly goes with him Violet comes back and they're like, oh my God, did you hear what happened to the boss? He just had an episode and passed out. And she's, she's like, oh, well, I hope he fucking dies. Or I don't know. She's like, (laughs) she thinks it's funny until she goes into the kitchen and sees the rat poison that's been sitting out on the counter for God knows how long. And no one else has noticed or needed coffee. Because it looks just like skinny and sweet, guys. Come on. But did everyone else in the office drink it? Maybe that's what happened to the male guy. Maybe he came up, he made some coffee. Had some rat poison. Lesser known plot Eddie line of this Smith. movie. He had a name. He had a na- first name and a last have a name. First and a last name. Eddie Smith. I'm Very sorry. Yes. <laughs> so um, Violet realizes that she put rat poison in the coffee, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I wrote I exactly to- those words. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they she rush. Did, I can confirm that. <laughs> they rush to the hospital to alert the doctors that he's been poisoned. Yeah, and in true comedy fashion. A body is wheeled in when he leaves. Immediately. (laughs) Into the same room. Well, basically, there's a big old mix-up. They think Mr. Hart is gone, but they think that he's died. He's the back door, the magic back door. Magic back door of the hospital. the ER. All three women are there. They think that he has died. And Violet thinks she's going to be going to prison for this. First, she wants to turn herself in. And then the, 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 the other two try to talk her out of it. I feel like this is very all very silly to me. It was yes. the silliest scene very that silly. I watched out of even the fantasy scenes. It was, was, like, fu- it was pretty fucking silly. silly where they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And, and I'm like, guys, what is happening right now? <laughs> like what? Violet just sees them wheeling the body <laughs> out of the, the ER room. 
Uh, the guy wheeling around, I don't know, maybe goes to get a coffee. He leaves <laughs> the body in the hallway. Leaves it there. <laughs> He's got. I don't know why and, he leaves the body there. And but Judy and uh, no, Violet does this well, on her own. I know Judy and Dora Lee have left to go call a lawyer. No, they're the still there. Phone. They're like in yeah, but they're still like in the view. Right, they're they, still they, in they, view of her, but they yeah. are, they are on the payphone yeah. calling a lawyer for Violet, yeah. whereas Violet is sitting there contemplating whether or not to steal. Well, the she body. goes into a a closet and finds some doctors. That was doctor. later. She starts wheeling the body first. Mm. Oh, you're right. She, she just decides like, to walks steal down this the hallway. body. She just like walks down the hallway, decides to steal the body, and is walking away. And as she's walking there, a bunch of people burst in and need emergency care. And so she just sprints for it and takes the body and starts running Which, down the hallway. At this point, I'm kind of hoping maybe this is going to turn into like a weekend at Bernie's kind of situation. Yeah. No. She just wheels that body right out to the but parking I, lot and puts and him in the trunk. Like a new, a new I'm like, hospital. girl, what is your plan? <laughs> and then what is new, your long con here? She wheels it out to her car, puts it in the trunk. And then Judy and Lee get in the car even though they know what she just like i would have been like yeah I'm they sorry. see her wheeling i'm body sorry off. nicole like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like a part look, of this look guys Reddit, you guys it. are you guys are i love you you guys are important to me but if you steal a body i am not <laughs> with you like at that Agreed. point i'm gonna be like okay. man it's been a long day good luck uh i'm gonna head home i would uh, not get in that car don't call me <laughs> Shout out to my I was friend, not here. Because if you're listening to this, you better get your ass in the passenger seat. And I will also do the same. For yeah, you. that's exactly you are good for, I'm, I'm I, like, Christo, you better be in that passenger seat. Well, you know, Christo, Christo would be like, he'd be like, I'm already on it. I'm digging a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like exactly. on the sub. He's like, I'm way ahead of you. I'm digging a hole already. Would have been like, See, Bert like, started one earlier today. I'm just gonna finish <laughs> it. Um, just come on an, over. It's not that I wouldn't want to support you guys no matter what. It's that I wouldn't. I don't make friends with people who would do that kind of thing. Look, you don't know what kind you of friends. Know. You don't know we what's don't gonna know. happen. I mean, in the future, you accidentally kill a boss. You gotta throw him in a trunk sometimes. Yeah. I love you guys, but I mean, if you kill somebody, you're on your own. And also, you sure, hospital Nicole? security yeah. wasn't. I could shit. kill someone for you. <laughs> what if that I did it for you? Look, if it's a weekend at Bernie's thing, I'm in. Okay. But only in that situation. Fair. Now, one of the things I really enjoyed was them discovering that it wasn't him. Like <laughs> yeah. the long, how <laughs> Dolly so, like, drags down. She's like, um, Judy, can you, can you come here for a second? Yeah. And then Violet, could you come back here for a second, dude? She's like, who, who is that? And she's like, I don't know. What do you mm. mean you don't know who that is? Mm. And mm. then they decide to take the body back. No, they have one one, one blinking tit. T- oh, they get pulled yeah, over they get by the cops. Well, yeah, but yes, this is they do decide that they're going to take the body back. They're headed right, back to the they're hospital. Like, they're like, well, fuck that. Let's just take the body. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to roll them out of the yeah, car? No, I mean, I don't like, know. Like, oh, well, there's know. a wheelchair in the front of the hospital. We can put them in. I'm like, and that solves nothing. That solves the whole problem. Well, that's their plan. So <laughs> they're going to drive back to the hospital, stick the guy in a wheelchair, and I don't know, maybe kick him, kick him through the front door and, and bolt. I don't Run. know. <laughs> um, the co- but the cop pulls them over. The dumbest cop in America. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dumb. just so Super dumb. Of course, what's going through my mind right now when they're like, "Oh no, pull, o- pull over," I'm like, "Well, you know, they're white, so it's probably not going to be that bad." White women. You got Dolly Parton's in there. All she has to do is unbutton like two buttons. Yeah, misogynist. They're into it. They're yeah. like titties. She would have been. Golden. Maybe somebody could cry, but that's I've not what that. they do, which is what I like. She actually says she's a, she claims to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. 
and intimidates him into letting them go. Yeah. yeah. Which was pretty amazing, I <laughs> it think. Was Both of these women have eaten rat poison. <laughs> yeah. Both of you? <laughs> and then also, when he offers can... to give an escort, she's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. She's, she's like, like drives straight, away. Straight up can say anything when you're a doctor, apparently. Yeah, she's apparently. like, listen, bucko. <laughs> I'm just going to start carrying a white women. coat and you a should. name tag. You should. Um, but even his like, tune change. at work. Lab coat, lab in, the coat car. in the car. Like yeah. his tune changed even. Like because he was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't see your badge there. I didn't realize you were a doctor. Let me escort you." I'm like, yeah. "When has this ever happened?" Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> this is yeah. Jasmine. This is what it's like for all white people. Oh, that explains. So I mean, much. I've I never get been esc- white. I get escorts constantly. <laughs> Police escorts everywhere. <laughs> I wish that was the case. I just get tickets all the time. I mean, the last time I got a ticket, he didn't even come all the way to my window. He just handed it to me. <laughs> You know, I'd prefer that to having a conversation. I'm like, look, you don't need to try to to make me feel bad about running the stop sign. We both know I did it. Just give me the ticket. I've gotten four tickets for speed speeding it through since I started driving. And all four times the cops were like super sweet. My friend was very surprised on our most recent road trip when I got pulled over for speeding in South Georgia. And the guy did like the, the turbo cop thing, walk backwards. Like, what? The, yeah, he walks backwards what? away from the car to make sure you're not going to shoot him when he turns around. What? Oh yeah, I've um, never seen a cop yeah, do that. Happens. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. Because we're white. I've literally never seen a cop walk backwards from my car. Mm-hmm. It happens. They it always creepy. turn and walk away from me. Yeah, no, they they walk backwards and then, then don't turn until they get to the front of their car. But yeah, he was a uh, he was super. That's fucking crazy, super dude. Rude, and I was just like, okay, great. I was speeding. Could you just go get my ticket? So they after they leave the cop, they are magically back at the hospital. And the body is back inside. Yeah. No, magic. no. They're like, we're just going to skip the scene where they get the body <laughs> back. Happened. I'm like, okay. Um, at least that's what I thought they were going to do until we get to Jasmine's favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Tell us about it, Jasmine. <laughs> well, of course, naturally, um, we have janitors at the hospital and um, they're black because roles that black women can be cast in. Yeah. Maids. Angry people. I think that's it. Okay, so that's the list. Maids, angry people. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. And uh, silent oh, oh. passerby while or someone like, poisons her boss. Yeah, that or like the ghetto best friend. Like I think okay. those are the options. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's these lovely women. And um, actually, I love that woman. I don't know who she is or whose aunt she is, but I would like to call <laughs> her aunt, she is. aunt Tamra. Um Aunt Tammy for sure, short. Um, and she discovers this dead body in the bathroom with a sheet over his opens head. Opens the door. Just so quaint. And then she leans back out. He's and she's sitting like, in a wheelchair. We got another. What is she, she doesn't even lean back out. She like fully walks outside and then goes back. She looks like, with the board look on her face. stiff in the bathroom. She yeah. says, "There's we've got another stiff in the John. Yeah, yeah. she says John. God, that was great. And I love that she wasn't Hashtag unnecessarily cranky. I felt her, her minor crankiness was necessary because yeah. it's like. She's like, I oh, got another one. Yeah. yeah. But I loved her face when she saw the body. She was just like, you can't see my face. But she was like, mm. she, she's given duck lips and the shaky head, which is accurate. Duck lips and shaky head. Um, she <laughs> was my favorite person. I like to call her unidentified nurse number two. Yep. Oscar. She's wonderful. Oscar worthy. Third black person in the movie. She's amazing. I think she got two. Which Oscars. I feel like is a high black people it's count a for number, a 1980s movie. Especially with lines. I mean, right? we've given three black people lines i, mean, I did not expect it i, I was super like, happy yeah so at this point they know that he hasn't been poisoned or they he think he shows up to work the next day yeah they think he hasn't been poisoned they're hiding out in the bathroom they're like well i guess he didn't drink the coffee they're kind of confused but they're basically talking through the whole thing 
I don't know why they would do this at work, but they're talking through the whole thing. The missing well, body. They said the they checked under the stall doors. There were no right. feet under the stall. No feet under the stall doors. And they this checked. is the time when we see that Roz has been has lifted her feet. But they talk about the whole thing, which I'm like, why are you talking about this at work? Did you not talk about this all night last night? Like you were in a car all night. Like, why are you even talking well, about this? Well, because they just saw him. Oh, right. Because time. he shows up. Okay. All right. Um, that makes that, but that, that's Roz acceptable. Is such a skip because she's writing notes on toilet paper. I'm, Toilet paper. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes. She's yeah. taking she notes on their whole conversation. No. no. She's like unraveling the toilet paper <laughs> and, like, and taking when notes. she hands it to him, she's like, I'm sorry, my notes got a little fuzzy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. But she typed it up by the time she gave it to him. Oh, I'm kind of surprised that he believes her because it sounds really loony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he then decides to use this to his advantage. Yep. And he brings Dolly Parton this is dis- this is absolutely disgusting. He brings her into his office, accuses them of trying to kill him, to try to blackmail her into sleeping with him. Yeah, yes. he says, I'll co- if you come over to my house tonight, I'll forget all about it. Ugh. Gross. Like, the only option is to sleep with her. Like, my, my wife's out of town. Come over. It was so skivvy. And I don't, I feel, here, here's where I feel bad about myself, because I'm thinking, like, what is she going to do? Like, is she going to, like, pretend to go over? Like, I I didn't, at no point did I think what was going to happen next happen next. Yeah. I was thinking she was going to not necessarily go along with it, but but try to go along with it just to prevent, because he says, I'm going to call the cops if you don't go out with me or sleep with me or whatever. I thought she was going to. I did too. I thought she was going to do it. She does not. She does not. No. Nope. She She is like fuck you you're disgusting you are you know Um, doesn't she say you are evil she says you're evil she calls him a misogynist she calls him evil she says i don't like to say this about humans but you are evil yeah to the core i enjoyed that she didn't even consider it no did not because i'm not gonna lie to you if i was in the same situation like even though he's disgusting considering jail time i might have had to consider consider it it. but the fact that she didn't consider it loved it so here's where we get the second uh, fan. We get Dolly's fantasy moment where she actually ties him up because he keeps trying to yeah, call, she, like, use the phone. Him. She yeah, like keeps great. pulling the cord, phone cord out of the wall. She and she uses the phone cord to like hog time and, and then she stuffs gags the, him with the scarf. With the scarf. Mm-hmm. So again, we're dropping a prop in that's from earlier in the movie, and we are now using it. She leaves him in there and basically is like, I don't know what we're gonna do with you, but we're gonna figure something out. They leave Judy in charge of him. I'm not really sure why. She seems unqualified for that. Um, Well, no, no, she wasn't in charge. She had just walked into the office. And he was like, please help me. And Oh, I thought she said go in there and watch him. Yeah, that's Uh, what I thought. I've I've got to get Violet. I've got to get Violet. You stay and watch him. him. Yeah. Yeah. I would have sent Judy to get Violet, frankly. Yeah, I would have sent Judy. Judy is not really up for this job. comes and stands outside his door to like talk to him or something and... Make it rid of him. Yeah. Well, anyway, he convinces judy to to she's like okay well i'll loosen it it looks painful so he and so he he gets himself untied and tries to get away and she is he's like got her up against the desk he's threatening her and she reaches she She notices dolly's purse and she's got her hand on it and remembers the gun and she so again this is the fantasy coming to life again pulls the gun on him and shoots out the same window we see her shoot yeah. out in the fantasy. Which was pretty great. Yeah. Which stops him. He's like, oh shit, I didn't think you'd shoot me. Well, yeah, because yeah. he goes to walk away when he's like, um, you're not going to shoot me. And then she closes her eyes and, and shoots. shoots. Yeah. Bad idea. 
So that escalated yeah. quickly. They bring him back to his house, his massive house. Right. Well, first, Violet and like, Dorley are like, what the hell? Like, what the fuck? You just shot out this office window. And yeah, she's like, you, you took this to another level. But they take him home. And they've got him tied up. Him up. He's got the, um, he's got the gag in his mouth. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out what can they get against him. Rather than try to lay out this long, because I felt like it was kind of convoluted. Basically, he's been taking the goods that he's supposedly supposed to be holding onto in this warehouse and he's sold them and pocketed the money. Yeah. So he's embezzling money from the company. And, and she does the like the villain thing. I mean, even though she's not a villain and like divulges her entire plan to him. Like, I'm yeah, going to yeah. do this. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Bad idea. Yeah. And they tie him to a bed like exorcist style. <laughs> like with same pajamas and everything. <laughs> he's like Linda yeah. blared up to the bed. They say they, they, they need to find a better way to confine him. So they go shopping at the sexual Bomb, I actually I thought it was like a bomb, camp. I thought it was sports. Bomb, 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 I thought it was sports gear. I thought that was like yeah, yeah, dude. I think that was because there like was a, a skydiving guy. Yeah, but that stuff looks so like BDSM. Well, that's because they put dog collars on him. Yeah. That's really yeah, the like, like not this, the, he's like wearing ski pants, a, yeah. a harness, and dog collars. Like, he's attached like to a, a garage thing. door opener. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's the garage door opener. She yeah, because we've already set up door. that mm-hmm. she can put together a oh garage door opener. Yeah. So they create this contraption that allows him to move about his bedroom and bathroom, but no further. There's a little surprise that we'll find out that goes along with that. Yeah. yeah so they're and now, <laughs> they of course, of they've things. kidnapped him and they're <laughs> holding him hostage at his own house. It's gone pretty yeah. gone pretty yeah. far at this point. And he he tells them that he'll be missed at the office, but. Then they figure out a way to have him not be the missed. The only person who wants to see him is Ross. Yeah, nobody else has any interest. Psycho. We'll just send her away to a foreign language class. It'll be fine. Yeah. Which so I, I was starting to lose interest at this point because it was getting a little out there for me. But then what happened next I thought was very exciting. They begin running the office without him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in order, they have to get rid of Roz because she keeps asking. So they because send Roz her. Roz is a dry snitch. She's dry snitching everywhere. I hate her. So they send that snitch on a trip to France for, well, what basically they thought, they thought they were going to get, they need some invoices to prove that he's embezzling money. Mm -hmm. They thought they were going to be able to get them. But the company just switched over to the computer system. We will be able to get it for four to six weeks, which is like Jesus Christ, a life, life with paper. Yeah. Paper trails. So, at one point, he tries to attack Dolly, but they have this thing in place where she's got like this car- garage door opener that she can hit, and he will get like he's on this like you know suspension pulley system, pulley system that will pull him up to the ceiling and suspend <laughs> him from the ceiling if they press that button, which is very funny. So but they open a daycare center. And well, we we're not even there yet because we don't know all the things that they do. But basically, yeah. they There's begin making changes to yeah, the office montages. while he's gone. There's montages of what they yeah. do. So there's there's the, they allow de- de- decorations and pit pit mm-hmm. pictures on desks. They, they let people they hire the, the lockers. They, Hispanic chick back. Yeah. They uh, they add some color to the office the, so it's not so drab. Daycare center part time hours. New. Um, Salary policy, we see these memos that they've signed his name. Yeah, on. which again is another thing that they set up earlier in the film yeah. where Dolly, you know, Dolly meant he's like, I, you know, when he's trying to get her to sleep with him, he's like, I can give you anything you want. I'll just write a check for any amount you want. And she's like, 
she's like, honey, I don't need you to write me a check. I'm better at writing your signature than you are. Yeah. So she knows how to forge his signature. Which, yeah. no, I would have been writing my own damn checks for <laughs> so many months. <laughs> so they're like revamping, re- revamping the whole office in a very dramatic way without him and yeah. sending out memos to people, forging his signature. We also see like a weird man taking notes and ob- his friend. It's the other white guy. Okay. It's like yeah. if you've ever seen Willy Wonka, it reminds you of Slugworth whenever he's walking around Slugworth. whispering yeah. to children. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. taking note of all. He does not like it. He doesn't like the changes. So then um, they all, they're all at work and Frank's... This is, they're nearing the point where the invoices are supposed to come in Roz and this whole thing is almost Friday. over. Invoices will be back on Friday. Invoices will be there Friday more morning. But Frank's wife comes back early from the cruise. Which just what in a lot of fashion. Gets back, or what, or what cruise gets back early? Because she question. just wanted to be back early. She was just like, I demand Turn you this boat take around. this <laughs> back to America and land me three she days rode a, She rode a humpback whale. She just like um, straps some sea turtles together. She <laughs> walks. Them back in. She walks upstairs and sees Mr. Hart all chained up, and she thinks it was his idea. Well, I think that's what he tells her. Yeah, and then they we cut and away. sends her to a hotel. We cut away to see her calling Dor- 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 Dora Lee, and she thanks her for the flowers. And this is the moment when I think this is the moment when I think she's gonna be like, I know what's been that's going what I on. I know. Too. Me too. This was her and moment to be never to have a brain, and she's like. I don't know what's going on, but he's doing this amazing new workout routine. You can't imagine what he's done to the bedroom. And I'm like, seriously, are you a real person? I don't even know what's happening right now. It was the most confusing moment of the entire movie to me because I was like, why was this necessary? Other than showing Dorley and that like he was getting out. Look, I don't understand, frankly, why his wife is in this movie at all. I mean, you could have just had the the mailman or the gardener find him for God's sake. Is it because it raises the stakes slightly that she could come back? It doesn't seem to because she doesn't she doesn't she's care. not on to anything obli- no. oblivious yeah i don't really know and, i mean it what honestly her could have is. been the housekeeper comes exactly. every first tuesday of the month you yeah. know and the, the housekeeper decided to come the first sunday oh, of the month they can definitely said, afford you know, weekly like, cleaning yeah, it could, uh, yeah but, but like maybe I mean, she was on vacay week, so. yeah i'm sorry fidgeting <laughs> Dolly immediately calls everybody else because now she realizes that the wife is back and that means Frank is free. And she says she's been back for three days. So, so he's been free he's for been three, three days. Three days, yeah. And put her in a hotel for some reason. So, yeah, um, reason. which also made no sense. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't really understand why. But oh, he loves me so much. He sent me away. When to a crappy goes, hotel, by yeah, the way. That was like a Howard Johnson's or some yeah. shit. So then Judy goes to go check on him. He's no, Dorley goes to check on him and he's holding Ju- Judy up with a yeah, gun. Dorley right. calls Judy first Judy. and says, get my gun. He's doing something weird. Right. Judy goes to check on him because she's the well, one at the house you know, with him. Judy says, I'm already here oh, yeah. and yeah. he's fine. And then we see the next uh, scene yeah. that he's holding Judy by gunpoint. Yeah. And then it's kind of clear like, oh, he was standing right behind Judy on the phone saying... Say this and get Dora no. Lee I think here. what happened is she probably. I, I think came, she went to go check on I think him she, and he had the gun. I think that he was pretending. Like I, I got the sense that he was pretending. Me too. And I, then I got the sense that he was standing there with a the gun and saying like, Tell "I don't her. think she Tell would have." The only reason fine. I didn't think that is because 
Like Judy says, okay, I'm going to go find your gun. And then when Dora Lee gets there, she's like, found your gun. Yeah. And it's in his I hand. Think, I think, so I think yeah. she like went back upstairs to oh, check on him again. Oh, I thought she said he found your gun. No, she's like, found your gun. I mean, it, it's gotcha. kind of a long way around, but it seems like he was pretending like he was still tied up mm-hmm. and then ambushed her. It seems like that's okay. what happened. Okay. Um, let me see the f- it's confusing. Let me, s- let me see them all go, go to the office. Well, not well, not still has a Violet gun. yet. He he takes Judy Dorley and Dorley Ju- Ju- by Ju- gunpoint back to the office, which is interesting because it's an office. Which Why I don't know. <laughs> but um, are they still at gunpoint though? I don't see. It. No, he no, he's, he's got, got the gun. gun. He's, he's got, got the gun. gun behind them. Yeah. Oh. And then as soon as he gets there, he realizes that they've made a lot of changes. So I feel like we really see. The, the office the whole picture yeah yeah we see it for, now. of what it is like, bright and colors. how do we know that because hillary's favorite color uh, uh character pops up yeah looking completely different now. oh yeah like, margaret is no longer like, drunk margaret so much, like because of the alcoholics program you initiated like i'm sober now and like feeling great i mean her hair was like a she different color like, mm-hmm. she was <laughs> yeah. like she had this like mad men thing going on she yeah. had like this swanky outfit Which, and like, like the bouffanti hair and at some point, Lily Tomlin joins him. I can't remember how that happens. Um, she's wearing an amazing red, like, power suit jumper, mm-hmm. uh, lady pantsuit that would make Hillary Clinton proud. To show that she's transitioned from wearing a skirt to pants. Yeah. Well, all deal. three of them are dressed, like, all like Dolly's wearing white, she's wearing red, and Jane Fonda's wearing a blue outfit. I didn't even notice. Didn't Look even at that. that. Yeah. That's awesome. So... And what does he say to them while they're in there? I'm going to send you three bit bitches to jail. Yeah. So he's threatening them. He says he's going to call the cops immediately. And then just as that's about to happen, the big boss, the chairman of the board, who the, mm-hmm. nobody ever that sees. Like Russell Russell Sanders. Sanders. Right? I, I was like, <laughs> I wanted, I expected him to, you know, pull out a bucket of chicken. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, start, I was like, what? Sir. <laughs> and then her heart pleads to Violet to stand by him. Like he's just told her like, I'm going to send you bitches to jail. Well, what happens is, and I, and I was already ahead of the movie at this point. Like Mm -hmm. I saw this is where it was going. So they've made all these changes. The chairman of the board shows up to congratulate Frank Mm -hmm. on all the, like the productivity has increased. Um, The work environment has, has become, you know, employees are, there's fewer absences. Employees are reporting to work and and they're happy with their job and, and, and all of that. And so he's come to congratulate Frank on his innovative management style. And as he begins asking him about all the changes he's implemented, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So he passes it off to Violet and is like, Violet's like my right hand around here. Like I couldn't do anything without her. And he's suddenly praising her. And now, now... I'm glad that she gets credit, but what I would have rather seen was him trying to bumble his way through explaining mm-hmm. it and then have Violet say, like, be like, well, actually, that was my idea. Like, I wanted her to take ownership yeah, of yeah. it. I was definitely, I can see why. I was definitely I frustrated with the way everything kind of started coming together at that point yeah. because I did want it, it to be very clear that he did none of that. Yeah. Right. But he still got credit for it in the end. He and did. It yeah. frustrated right. me. But, but I guess that's real, though. Yeah. It right? is real. I mean, like, even but still. But none of the like, rest of those movies been real. That happens, it's like, true. you still can't be the woman who's like, yeah, well, that was my idea. And that's why he can't talk about it. You know, like, you still can't be that person. Well, yeah, so I agree, they need, it, they need him to need them. Yeah. Right. But I so that he doesn't send them to jail. It to be like somehow like either the uh colonel sanders dude realized that it wasn't him or that he like ended up like bumbling so hard that it was realized by the higher-ups like 
you're not in charge of this without Violet having to say it. That would have been yeah. satisfying, but I don't know that that's realistic. And although it's the not. movie has been really over the top, they have been pretty realistic in terms yeah. with the yeah. way women are put into a certain pos- corner mm-hmm. in work, the workplace. So they 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 stayed true to that, and and, and they didn't so get let her get credit for her ideas. Something that I half thought was funny and half absolutely hated was when. Tinsley really was like, everything is great, except that e- e- equal pay thing has to go. Well, here, I thought that was hilarious, yeah. personally. I mm-hmm. thought that was a very funny So before we get there, before we get there, so he asked them about this daycare center that they've put in. Yeah. So they put in a daycare center <laughs> so that people can drop off their children. He takes them there. This is when we run into Margaret and see that she's gotten so, uh, sober. Um, and, and that Frank apparently sent her le- letters of encouragement yeah. Right, Don't which were written obviously written by Dolly. Um, and then, yeah, and as Sarah mentioned, the one thing that is he's bothered by is like, I really love all these changes except for that equal pay thing. We got to, I mean, it's okay to do that to get morale up, but we got to put a stop to that. Can we I, know that the I daycare just that was, was hilarious? Definitely meant to be a joke, though. That's like fair. that's the reason why I didn't have an issue with that line was because I felt like it was meant to be a joke. Not with him, but in the film, it was no, meant to be the, a joke. In the yeah. film, yeah. yeah. Like I, I mean, don't I think, think it was, was meant to, to be a joke. Oh, I do. I think it was meant to be like a that equal pay thing. <laughs> we got to get rid of I'll that. I'll tell you why I don't think it was I a felt joke. like it was a, a nod. I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I actually thought that I actually think the movie was really brave for doing it like mm-hmm. i i think yeah. you i think it was meant to be kind of taken as a joke but it's a joke with truth oh for sure because yeah. like i'm not saying it's not this but I this still is think a time a period where working women would have remembered the equal rights act yeah not passing yeah yeah and and we we end with this basically we're not quite there yet but we end with this idea which is that you know everybody laugh about how the women ended up coming out on top but here's the bitter bitter pill. They still don't get equal pay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And and I so I actually gave, I give the movie credit for being like, well, we tied it all up in a bow, but that bow is still lacking with true equality. Yeah. Right. I and think like that's, that's a funny moment. But that's what I thought was so funny yeah. about it was that it was like sort of a nod to like, hey, like women still aren't paid equally. And like I right. thought it was a good moment of like conscious humor yeah just sure. like you know she doesn't end up getting the credit where her credit is due for right. like, all of the things yeah that it she's was done. it was i definitely i i recognize it as a joke but it was like oh it was like a, a and punch i wonder to the gut for me yeah i wonder if it would have been funnier then or less funny because it's so close to the equal rights amendment not passing like how yeah. would yeah. working women have have felt about that it would be like huh, huh, oh yeah you know what I, I mean? I yeah. that, but like I literally laughed out loud at it because I thought it was so I mean, funny. But just because like this But women movie still been aren't so paid equally. This was made yeah. in 1980 and in 2016 no, women like, I mean, are I don't still think not paid equally. No, no, no. She, yeah, I don't think Sarah's, like, yeah, I don't think that, Sarah's like, saying that. I do think that like this, this moment of like nodding to, hey, we, yeah, we can have a daycare center. Yeah, we can hire a bunch of women, but we still can't pay them as much yeah, as Yeah, I guess man. you have to laugh so you don't cry. Still, uh, yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, I think it was a laugh so you don't cry. I mean, it's definitely totally. the same thing with me, like, laughing about things that, like, in slavery. It's not because yeah. it's funny. God, yeah. it's yeah, awful. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, you know, it. you got to get through it somehow. Yeah. So 
we didn't really cover this, but there's he's so impressed with Frank that he promotes hmm. him to Brazil, which, by the way, would not be a terrible place to live. Okay, it's he's not, being but sent if you to look paradise. At the it ends on the most I know. racist. We'll get there. <laughs> like I know, we'll we, let's let's not get there yet. But no, no yeah. but but he says he says you know. Like, what am I going to live in the jungle? And I'm like, yeah, the jungle. Like yeah. Brazil doesn't look is not. My friend went to Brazil last summer for like eight days. It looked like fucking paradise, right? especially if you're like a rich fucking fucking fucker like that guy. Like you would be living high off the hog. But so and they mentioned the equal pay thing again at mm-hmm. the end. You know, they're like, well, the next thing they basically like the next thing we got to work on is this equal pay thing. Yeah. But they say it in a way that it's like I almost feel like the the. The reason that what they're saying is not just like amongst the three of us. They're like, it's almost like they're saying to the audience, like, well, we've made a lot of progress here, but we still need to deal with this equal pay thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then we get one of my favorite devices in film where we go to the credits and we freeze frame on a character. I love it. So and get, that I hate it. Yeah. And I'm not God, joking. I, I actually love this. When you freeze frame this. on a character. Oh, I, I love the I device. Love it. It's so, so funny. I like the device. I hated what the thing said. Well, yes. okay. Two out of four of the things I do not like me. either Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all, all of it. I, I hate this device and I hate what they said. Okay. So what did they say about Violet? Violet Newstead was promoted to VP in recognition of her ability to remain calm in a crisis. Which I liked. But why, that why she was becomes she, promoted, VP. she promoted to VP in recognition? Like she, she never I, has been calm in a crisis in this I, movie. I and think yet, that was a joke. Of course it was a joke, but I didn't like it. See, I, I liked it because she, she got what she wanted. Yeah. I was happy because she got to be... She obviously went on to run that office. Yeah. But I which wanted was it to be to because she made all those changes and she's smart and she but does. But that's not, not this kind of movie. Changes according to the boss. I know, she, but, but I, this wanted, kind of movie. I wanted it to be that way. Yeah, that one I know, but that that's one, not this yeah, movie. That one that's not the movie me. we're watching. That's I care, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> that one, actually, I was That like, one is yay. fine. The next one is I had a problem with. Judy, I had a problem with. What happened? Okay, so what's Judy's epilogue? Judy Burnley fell in love and married the Xerox representative. Why? Which, again, was supposed to be a joke, I get, but I'm like, why? Like, this was not a movie. Well, it, that's exactly. Look what I wrote in parentheses. Yeah. Lame. It was that the was dumbest just, joke that ever happened yeah. because, like, at no point that was does she even arc. fight for no. love. Yeah. So, why did we give her. Because Why? we got to give her something. Because she's a woman and women have to be married. I was so cranky. I was like, did she's... we really just type this? Uh-oh. Yeah. Jasmine turned into the cranky black woman. I did. I did. I just <laughs> oh turned into a black I just got, I just cast myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. This podcast is falling victim to, gender, to <laughs> racial stereotyping. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I did not like Judy's epilogue. Judy's I was that, that was, I want, I, that was a big fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorley is very so meta. Dorley Rhodes quit consolidated and became a country, a country and what western. I love it. Singer. I mean, I was it's fine, so with, that, fine with that, but I would have been happier if the three of them became boss bitches running that fucking place. That was That's what I wanted. Too. I thought that was very lame. The, it was like it was a, but it was a like, meta joke. Yeah. They yeah. were like, we don't really know what to give her, 
she defeated sexual harassment, I guess. So <laughs> now she gets to be a country singer. I just feel like that's something like Dolly Parton was like, yeah, just make her a country singer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. just like the inside like joke. Also, yeah. like the same if this movie was remade with Chelsea Handler, they would be like, make her a drunk TV show host. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Like, it's who good you point. are. And like, I think good it point. was sort of like a nod to like her. Yeah. I that one did that not one. bother me. Again, like I would have my it would have been satisfying to me if the three of them like started running the place but that's oh, not what they did sure. okay now here comes uh. the real kicker we get an epilogue for frank franklin hart was abducted by a tribe of amazons in the brazilian jungle and was never heard from again when i wish that everyone listening to this podcast could see jasmine's <laughs> face right now <laughs> amazons when when do you go to brazil and ever worry about Amazonian people abducting you. What when? are Amazons? Where are exactly. you going? Are they? Are they? I've always thought those were like mythical, like beings. Like, no, I mean, it, there are people who still live in. Yes, in but when, when I think about, they're not kidnapping white people and like they're raping also, and murdering them in the yeah, woods. Yeah, they're also not like, like as tribal well, as we dark. think. They, they just are. said that he never was seen again. Right, but they're, that's not. It's really happening. fucking dark. Hillary. Oh my god, that's I what I assume <laughs> they meant. Raping and killing, so, obviously. When we got to the but. end of that movie and they typed his thing, like, so my lovely white fiance was laying next to me, which always makes it hard for me to live my life. And <laughs> I just looked at him like, this I is, know a white person wrote this shit. This is your yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah. A white, white person, person yeah. put this up here and mm-hmm. said, you know what? If he I'm went really to Brazil funny. in the 1980s, he would be abducted by no. amazons Mm-mm. i was like where did they get this information yeah, was, nobody um, did research it's not culturally like, sensitive that's like, for I sure wish, <laughs> i wish that he was never heard from again but i wish it was for something else like for harassment yeah, like, yeah he exactly went hiking up to go see the giant jesus in rio de janeiro and he and fell, fell off, off the cliff and died something more accurate i would i'd like to see him die of penis rot I yeah. like that one. I think that would have been a satisfactory ending to me. Or like, oh, he tried to harass, like sexually harass a woman in Brazil and she, and shot, she shot him. shot his dick off. I would have loved that. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. Yes. But You're right. Amazons. There were, yeah, there are better ways to end this movie. It, so it, that's, why couldn't the, it have been a woman that's, exactly um, for revenge? That's what we're left with. Amazon. Final thoughts. Um, I thought this movie was amazing. I thought it was super funny. I love these three actresses. I would watch this movie again. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I liked it. I Agreed. thought it was very funny. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I thought this movie was very entertaining. I mean, like my first thoughts were like, this is perfect for our, our podcast because it's f- f- feminist while still being sexist and like, yeah, it's fun and silly and create, create crazy, but it's not a movie that I would say is my type of film. Although nine to five, the musical, that'd be right up your alley you've seen that i don't i don't know um yeah i would say that i expected it to be worse than it was um (laughs) i didn't anticipate like the feminism to fall short and you know i expected to not see many black people which i didn't um yeah definitely not a movie i'd go out of my way to watch again (laughs) because um and I don't think it's because of like the through line, but I think it's because they ended me on a note that I was like, yeah. you guys, way to like ruin you always, the feminism. You could always pull a, a How I Met Your Mother and just not watch the ending. Yeah. No, My, I, I recommend if you have not seen it, it's a real, it's a real gem. And, it really uh, is. I liked it. it was, it's a real gem and it surprised me. And if you haven't seen it, dear listener, 
check it out. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Welcome to Nervous Breakdowns. Um, This is the part of the show where we read horrifying misogynistic casting breakdowns. Can we each read one one of the lyrics? I think we can. I have a real doozy for us today. yeah, a real gem. I mean, I don't want to set you up or anything. I don't want to set the expectations too high. But I will say that it took me about five minutes of searching through the casting breakdowns that I get sent in my email. And I literally, This was literally the second one I opened in my email. I will also add that Nicole easy. does not ever send us them in advance. I don't. Really. I usually look them up the day um, of. Lets us, she just lets us read them live. And this one was so bad that she sent it to us. It's true. To yeah. I was like, you guys have to see this yeah. one that we're reading tonight. Epic. I've never heard it before. I'm so excited. Well, we'll, ha- we'll, let, we'll let you read the, the first. Uh, we'll let you read the first character. So um, what we've got here. And I, again, we're not going to out the film. We're not going to out where this came from. I would like to say that this does come from a reputable casting source. Yeah. So basically, the top part is, I'm just going to pass this, just read that first character name and description. All right. The character name is Natalie. She's 18 to 28 years old, Caucasian female, youthful, nubile, captivating, and sensual, exquisitely beautiful, young woman with an amazing face and body. She should look European, French, Spanish, Italian, Eastern European, or Russian. It's <laughs> a lot of ethnicity. <laughs> There's a lot of white, ways to say white. <laughs> and preferably speak a foreign language. She is a cellist. A cellist. That, that's yep. how you spell cellist. Mm-hmm. Thank yep. you. Yep. I went to college once. Um, she's a it's cellist okay. in oh, yeah, itinerant sure string quartet. Mm. Not necessarily to actually play, but we'll be miming playing the cello. Mm. So you got a mime playing. A young Bridget. Bardot, Gigi, and Bella Hadid is her last Hadid. name. Hadid. Hadid. I was like, I'm going to be close. Scarlett Johansson. Love her. Leah Sidhu. French. Oh, okay. Miranda K- uh, Kerr. Eva Green. Candace Swainpole types. Can I also just say that none of those women look alike? No, they don't. Not one. They're, no. they're not a sense. But they are but European, white. Spanish, Czechoslovakian white women german i've never heard I don't very attractive speak of white language women. ever no i've heard her new anytime you look anytime you put nubile in a so casting much. breakdown <laughs> my hackles go up yes. if you uh, put nubile in your casting breakdown uh, it just yes. immediately immediate hackles porno me. to me as soon as i hear the word nubile <laughs> <laughs> like it's like oh is this a porn all right so there's more characters let's move on to the next one valerie this is the same breakdown by the way same film 28 to 40 years old, Caucasian female, a foreign violinist, unusual or Fellini-esque yeah, face. Fellini-esque, yeah. Sorry. Fellini-esque. Fellini. Fellini-esque face. Unappetizing lean body. <laughs> Ma- Mar- <laughs> Mar- this about cannibals, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unappetizing. Ma- married to oh, Max. God. She is a scandalous nag, not unlike Mia Farrow's <laughs> character in Broadway Dan. Danny Rose. Please notate if talent speaks a foreign language and or if they play the violin or viola. Not necessary to actually play, just mime. Scandalous, <laughs> Scandalous nag. Unappetizing Un- lean body. <laughs> I think I have a rather feline face. It's um, it's Fellini. It's Fellini. The film director, it's, Federico Fellini. Fellini-esque, yeah. not fee feline. Feline esque. <laughs> I, like, I look like Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are they I, to be feline? If you're looking for when an, you sent this to me, I thought it said 
if you're looking for an unappetizing uh, uh, nag, nag who has a grumpy cat face. <laughs> grumpy cat face. That's I'm me. putting my headshot in this email right now. I'm there. It's but unappetizing lean body. Like you're thin, but you're unappetizing. Yeah. Like you're, fuck you. Okay. Yeah, right. So should I? Sarah's angry about this. You should, should I... see her face. She looks like she wants to fight someone right now. Um. So the third character. Should Max. I read the male character? Or should I read the storyline? You want to read the storyline? I would love to read the storyline. So there's a male okay. character there at the, the bottom, male right? Character yeah. is Max. 28 to 40 years old, Caucasian male, a foreign violinist, married to Valerie, unusual or Fellini-esque face. Not feline. Yeah, I still thought it was feline. Um, And I was like, whatever, that's what I look like. (laughs) A neurotic narcissist, not unlike Woody Allen in Broadway, Danny Rose. Please notative talent speaks a foreign language and or if they play the violin or viola, not necessarily to actually play. How come it's shorter? Oh, it was about oh, a third yeah. the length oh, of so the other women. Oh, so we're not concerned women. about his body type? Oh, no. no. He just no. is like Woody He Allen. has character characteristics. But, but have you personality noticed two of those characters are from Broadway Danny Rose? Like, are we remaking Broadway <laughs> Danny Rose? Like, what? Also, yeah, I guess so. Um, this filmmaker must think very highly of himself. <laughs> he thinks he's going to get like Bella Hadid and Woody Allen in his film. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. ScarJo. I love Scarjo. Bridget Bardo. She just makes great decisions, and I love her. Okay. So they put the storyline at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not going to name the film. It's, but it does, it's a self described art house comedy about Natalie, a foreign cellist who comes to Texas in search of a better life. So, okay. That's pretty self explanatory. Here's, here <laughs> like we go. you do when you're a cellist. Go to Texas to go search to for Texas. a better life. <laughs> Natalie ex- is extremely beautiful. What we didn't though get only modestly talented oh, Jesus. and not very dedicated. Oh my god! The one thing she feels strongly about is comfort. In pursuit of comfort, she commits a series of petty betrayals, starting with her fellow musicians, then her husband, and finally her min- instrument and her calling as a musician. <laughs> this sounds like the most depressing Fuck comedy you. ever. <laughs> um, like, oh, what a. Mm. A woman who pursues comfort over all other. I just, I don't see that being. She's uh, extremely beautiful, but not very talented, Hillary. Based on this casting call, this does not pass the black dual test. So um, there you have it, folks. If you, if there's a girl out there (laughs) dreaming of, of, of a career in film, you too. And you look like grumpy cat. (laughs) Can take your feline-esque face and send your headshots to be part of this Broadway Danny Rose remake. Welcome to Plug It Up. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about things that we're up to and things that our guests are up to so that you can check out all the cool stuff that they're in and they're a part of. Jasmine, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, one thing that I am super excited about that will be coming out in the next couple of months is A Light from the Past. It's a YouTube web series. from um, It happened on a Wednesday Productions. And I will be several different historical figures such oh, as cool. Harriet Tubman. Um, wow. Is this, yep. this is a historical or is it comedic? It is loosely historically based, okay. but it's very comedical. Uh, oh, comedic. Awesome. Sorry. Um, comedical. Uh, I will also portray Hitler in the second season. So get what? ready for it. There are no rules. Uh, Hillary, what would you like to plug? Well, I've been telling you guys all about PYT's web show. PYT's web show. PYT's web show. 
And um, that's finally coming out starting November 1st, a Tuesday. So that would so have been this have past Tuesday. Yeah. So there's yeah. already an episode up online that you guys can go watch. Go watch it. Um, it's, uh, I'm really passionate about it. I wrote it. It's awesome. And directed it. And I directed it. And um, yeah, go watch it. Enjoy. There will be new episodes each week. Check it out. On the Vimeo channel. On our Vimeo channel. Vimeo.com slash Critical Crop Top. Indeed. All right. Um, I would li- I have two things that I'd like to plug. One is uh, the Critical Crop Top Live Sketch Show. Uh, we did one as of this podcast. That sold out. It was sold out, awesome. you guys. Um, our guest Jasmine is in the show. Uh, the three of us are all in the show. We all wrote sketches and directed sketches that are in the show. Um, we've got a uh, really great cast. Um, we've got uh, we've got spoken word poetry. We've got improvised mu- um, improvised musical act. Um, it, it was a blast. Um, it was really fucking fun. And we've got one more show. And uh, at the time that this will be being released, it will be uh, Saturday of of the week that this is released. So that's, that's November twelfth. Mm-hmm. Saturday, November twelfth, eight p.m. at the Village Theater. If you buy your tickets in advance, and I suggest you do, because we sold out before the show last time. Yeah. Uh, they were $5 online before the show. They are $10 at the door, and you can get your tickets at criticalcroptop.com backslash shows. There'll be a link there. So get your tickets. Come see us. Be good times. It's amazing. Don't miss out. It's really amazing. great show. Uh, the other thing that I would like to plug uh, that is also on our Vimeo channel is 80s Dating Video Remix. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Uh, Sarah, Hillary, Hil- Sarah Hillary and I are all in it. And Jasmine um, was, did the hair and makeup for us on that show. Made us look like dudes. It was us. a super fun day. <laughs> all it look was. like our dads. Yes. Yeah, we really yes. do. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. It's a really surprising window into what could have been. <laughs> I mean, that, that video has everything. Working out. Mm-hmm. It does. Collections. It really does. Disliking most smoking sweet yep. tea sweet tea go cats <laughs> so go check it out on the Vimeo channel jasmine it has been lovely to have you yes. thank you guys for having me thank you so much for coming you're thank so much you. it has been awesome. a blast of course it was fun um and uh guys out there listening um you can subscribe to this podcast feminine mistake podcast on itunes or on stitcher or on soundcloud and if you could kindly leave us a review so that new listeners could find us um that'd be great Five stars only. Five stars only. <laughs> um, if you've got a nervous breakdown you'd like us to read on the show, uh, you can send those to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. Woo!